All right, guys, we're back for the, I believe, what will be the final part of the Jeff Neal technical breakdown. Um, we were going to cover more on the Bilal Muhammad fight, but I feel like we covered everything because after he dropped him, um, you know, with that same setup he used to finish Frank Camacho, he just kind of picked him apart for the rest of the round. Um, Bilal tried to pressure him, but Neal just throws that straight left hand and then the check right hook to get back to the center and then was rolling out um, from any counters that Bilal was going to throw. He ended up winning the fight via unanimous decision, 30-27 on two cards and then 29-28 on the final one. Um, the next fight took place at UFC 241, I believe. It was Jeff Neal versus Nico, the hybrid price. This was a, this was a fantastic fight and uh, really a war from uh, start to finish. There's a lot of grappling exchanges in this fight, so it might be a little confusing for you guys, but I'm going to try to explain it to the best of my ability. Um, without videos, you know, with grappling, it's kind of hard to explain, but we're going to try to get it done for you. Um, Neal, obviously, to start the fight, what is he going to be? I'll wait. Light on the feet, light on the feet, in and out, in and out, light on the feet, in and out. Um, Neil uses good lateral movement left and right to just try to maintain the uh, center of the octagon. He never wants to get pushed back. If he does, he wants to push the opponent back. Um, Neil touches the lead left hand of Nico Price to occupy and measure the range. You know, like I said, he likes to touch. When you touch the lead hand, it's to make sure you're at the correct distance to fire your shots, and it's also to make sure that the opponent can't set up anything with that lead hand, either a jab or a hook. So he touches the lead hand, then tries a 3-2, but Nico ducks it and uh, tries to get into the clinch. So he ducks the hook and uh, tries to get in close to the clinch. Price tried a head and arm throw, but Neil read it and uh, get, gets the body lock and steps his lead left foot to the outside of the lead left foot of Price. Now he's on the back. He's on the side of Nico Price in this position. So this is one we really are going to have to explain. So he touches the lead hand to Nico to occupy it, tries the hook cross as he steps out to the angle. Nico ducks it, tries to clinch. Price tries to go head and arm throw, so he tries to get that foot on the outside and uh, kicked Neil over with that back foot, which would be his lead foot, I believe, and then uh, rotate and get him down to the ground. But Nico, uh, but then Neil is able to read it, and he gets the body lock. So he settles his hips back. When you are, are somebody's trying to throw you, um, you want to make sure your hips are lower than the opponent's. The reason a, a guy is able to get a hip toss or a judo throw is because their hips are lower than yours, so they're able to get underneath your hips and then elevate and get you tossed. If you're able to keep your hips below the opponent and not above them, you can stop the throw, and that's what Neil tried to do. He does that, and then he gets the body lock, and he steps his lead left foot to the outside of the lead foot of Nico Price, elevates him, and gets the takedown. So he went from a double to a from a clinch to a double to a judo toss, reversed it, got off to the side, kicked out the foot, and got the body lock takedown. Um, really, really good stuff here from Jeff Neal. And now we get to the ground game. So he tried to take the back of Nico Price, but uh, here we here we go. So he tried to take the back, but Price was able to land in a side control type of position. 
So since he couldn't get the back price rolled into him and got on the side uh, into side control. Now, the, when you're in side control on the ground, the opponent is usually it's like a cross. Okay, so you so one guy is laying flat, straight up and down, and the other guy is laying on the side um, laterally. So you're going to be lateral on the opponent who's laying flat on his back. Your knees are going to be on the one side of the opponent, and then you're going to go under the arm and around the head and lock the hands, and usually you can transition over to mount or something like that. So Price lands in a side control while Neil has the left arm under the chin trying to set up a choke. It looks like he's trying to get a rear naked choke, but you can't really get it from the side. You have to get full hooks in and uh, take the back or transition it to a bulldog choke, which is where you get the control of the opponent's head and you scoot up a little bit um, off the back and you try to uh, almost like a headlock position to try to get the choke. Um, Neil lets go of the choke that he tried to do and he pushes down on the head and scoots out to his left and gets back to his feet. Um, one thing I've always said is where, where, wherever the head goes, the body follows. When it comes to grappling, when it comes to uh, trying to defend a takedown, usually you stuff the head. You stuff the head down into the mat, you control it, and you get up. So that's what he. That's what Neil did here. He uh, he had the he had the uh, seatbelt almost like a seatbelt type of position, and uh, Neil had the left arm under the chin trying to get the choke. It didn't work, so he pushed down on the head, let go, and scooted out to his left side and got up to his feet. Um, Price still had an underhook on the right leg, however, so he had control of the right leg, but um, Neil was able to get back up to his feet, so he had the underhook on the right leg, so Neil used it to get a hook behind the right knee with his leg, so by hooking the leg of Nico Price with his own leg, it stopped him from being able to take him down because he wasn't able to drive off of his own feet and, and his own legs to uh, get him down. By having that hook in, it's controlling the one leg, and the takedown is not going to happen from that position. Um, so like I said, he got the hook behind the right knee and then eventually turned with the right underhook to keep Nico Price up against the fence and uh, try to control the position there. Neil got the outside foot position. Um, in a normal stance. This is out of the grappling exchanges. He pushed him against the fence. He got the outside foot position and goes two times two. He lands two straight left hands. So he gets that outside foot, bop, bop, and rolls out of danger and moves back uh, towards the center, I believe. Neil constantly is on his bicycle circling towards that weak side. You never see him circle towards the power, and you never want to circle towards the power. That is where you don't want to be. Um, Neil constantly, like I said, on his bicycle moving around. Neil tried to go with that check right hook to the straight left and uh, rolled out to his left. The, the punch didn't land, but he's figuring it out. He's figuring out the defensive patterns of Nico Price. Where does he slip when I throw the straight left? Does he slip inside or does he slip to the outside? If he slips to the inside, can I fake it and throw a lead uppercut? Or can I fake it and then eventually fire back with the same punch? Um, Neil faked the left kick and uh, took a partial step into conventional stance, then stepped back into southpaw and caught him with a 2-2-5-2. Two, two, two. So this is a great combination, and like I said, you know, he, he will throw a punch, he will fake a punch, then throw that same punch because he knows your defense isn't going to be the same because you're going to think that the either an opposite hand is going to come. So he'll go straight left, right hook, or you'll go straight left, straight left, or uh, left uppercut, right hook, or something like that. So he fakes 
the left kick, boom, just to take a partial step into conventional. So fakes the left kick and steps forward into conventional stance. Now Nico thinks the power is going to come from the right hand because you're back into a normal stance. Then after he takes that step into conventional, Nico's going to push forward because he thinks that Neil's out of position and he can fire a shot. Neil then steps back into southpaw and gets and catches him. Boom, 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 boom. So he steps back into southpaw, cross, cross, lead uppercut, cross, and get back out of range. Like I said, at close range, he's very good at going with that lead uppercut. That two slip out to the side is going to load up your hips for that lead uppercut, and that's what he did here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Woo! Um, Neil tried to push push in and shoot a double leg, and uh, Nico, Nico tried to counter the double leg with a hip toss. Like we said earlier, if Nico or if Neil tried to close the distance and push Nico Price against the fence, he tried to counter with either a judo toss or a hip toss, which they're both kind of the same thing, but you know, it's different in terms of how you do it. There's Oshi, you know, I, I can't even think of the name. I don't want to butcher it. So he tried to push in and shoot a double leg and Nico tried to counter with a hip toss, but Neil was able to settle his hips back. Like I said, you want to get your hips lower than the opponent by lowering your hips beneath the opponent. It is not going to allow them to get their hips under you and elevate you and throw you and kick that leg out for the takedown. So Neil, like I said, he settled his hips back and pushed Nico to the fence and controlled the wrist. In the clinch, controlling the wrist is very important because like I explained earlier, it's harder, it stops the opponent from being able to strike with that free hand, but it also keeps the opponent in a position where you're in control. You can let go of that hand and throw an uppercut or a hook. You can let go and maybe shoulder bump or hold onto the wrist and shoulder bump like we saw McGregor do against Donald Cerrone. Um, Neil gets an overhook on the left arm and frames off with the frames off the right shoulder of Nico Price. So he has an overhook on the one side and he uses the other arm to frame off. And then he does a quick bump to gain a little bit more distance and land a left hook, right hook, straight left. Um, he misses the straight left, but since that's his rear hand slipping to the lead side, that straight left sets him up to get the angle and slip and then throw the uppercut up the middle. So he goes, so he uh, frames off on the right shoulder, does a quick bump to gain a bit more distance, lands left hook, right hook. The straight left misses, but he, he slips over to the side, comes back in with the lead uppercut. Dangerous in close and at far range. Um, Nico throws two right high kicks. Um, the first one partially stuns Neil. So Nico tries to come in and counter because, or come in and put the pressure on because he knows that that first kick stunned him. Um, he steps into southpaw and tries to fire a straight left hand. But since Neil is already in a southpaw stance, the punch is going to get there just a little bit quicker. They end up, um, throwing a punch at the same time and they both land and both of them get stunned. Nico's able to recover, however, and uh, get into a half guard position on top and try to control Neil for the rest of the round. However, Neil uses the right underhook to shrimp his hips to the left and then get back to full guard. So uh, a shrimp, if you guys are into MMA or not, or into jujitsu or grappling, a shrimp is when you're on your back, you want to kick your feet one way and kick your butt out the other way. So you kick your butt back and you put your feet out, boom, 
This is going to open up the hips. And if you have an underhook on the one side in a half guard position, you can either um, turn back into the opponent and go back into a full guard. Um, Because you were in the half guard, you had the one leg controlled, you you bumped out and you got back to full guard. Or you can bump out from the half guard, get up to your knees, get up to your feet, and then get back to where you want to be. Um, Nico tries to go stacked guard after uh, Price gets or after Neil goes back to full guard. Um, but Neil just eventually, at the second that Nico tries to get up into stacked guard, he puts his feet on the hips, pushes off, and does a tactical get up. So there's a difference between you know get ups um, when you're on the ground. So if you want to get up, you can you can roll backwards into like a reverse somersault and get up to your feet. But the best way to get up is a tactical get up. So you push the the opponents. Nico Price is on top of Jeff Neal, um, standing over him. He he uh, he's like in between the legs of Jeff Neal and uh, trying to rain down punches. So Neal pushes, brings his feet back a little bit and kicks off the hips to gain distance. Then he takes that right hand, I believe. I believe it would be his right hand. I'm not, you know, 100% of the position. But, yeah, so he kicks off. He puts his weight back on his right hand, stands up. No, okay, so he put it on the left hand, right, right, because he's a southpaw. So he's on the feet on the hips, kicks off on the feet, puts his weight onto his left hand, scoots his butt back, and stands up into the southpaw position. And then as he stands up, he's framing off with the right hand. What did I say? Neil loves to use that frame to manage the distance and uh, keep the opponent at a range where he can fire power shots. Um, Nico tries to crowd Neil as he gets back to his feet, gets back to his feet, but Neil gets the wrist control on the left wrist and then reaches around the back with the arm to eventually set up the body lock throw like he did earlier. Okay, where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, so let me go back to that position. So he wants to set up a body lock toss like he did twice in this fight already, right? So he tries to crowd Neil, but Neil gets the wrist control on the left wrist. And he reaches around the back with the left arm. So he's controlling with the right hand on the left wrist. He's reaching around the back. This is usually going to be used to let go of the wrist, connect in a body lock, and then get your hips underneath, elevate, and toss. But Neil switches it up now because he knows that Nico's probably going to see the body lock takedown coming. So he goes wrist control on the left wrist, reaches around the back with the arm, right? With the left arm. And then he goes to set up the body lock, but it doesn't work. So he switches it and uh, brings the left arm a little bit closer to the right thigh of Nico Price and then sets up a double leg takedown. So he switched from what was probably going to be a double leg where he or uh, a body lock where he would elevate, lift, and uh, get into side control, and he switched it, um, brought the left arm a little bit closer to the right thigh of Nico Price, which would be easier for him to lock the hands and uh, take him down, but it didn't work. He didn't get the double leg. Nico throws the left knee, and uh, Neil actually timed the left knee to get the double leg. So like I explained earlier, or just right before this, he brought the left arm a little bit closer to the right thigh of Nico. By bringing it closer, you're you're closing the distance off, and you're getting. Uh, it's going to be easier for you to lock your hands behind the legs. So bringing it closer, but Nico's in the in the clinch position, right? So he can throw a knee up the middle and try to catch Jeff Neal. So he waits for Nico to throw the knee, the left knee, and Neal catches it in the middle of the knee, 
pulls Nico Price off the fence, which is going to want to get your hands under the butt so you can lift and elevate for the double leg. He pulls him up off the fence, and he uses his left leg to partially kick out the right foot, turn the corner counterclockwise, and get the takedown. Um, that that's really hard to explain without video clips, but if I had it, it, it would, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, he takes the back of Nico price as they hit the ground. Nico turns as Nico turned to his belly. Nico tries to control the wrist, um, in the seatbelt position. So a seatbelt position on the back is where you're going to take the right arm and go over the shoulder and you go take your left arm and go under the one arm and you connect it like a seatbelt. So he tries to do that on Nico, but Nico tries to control the wrist. And then he, you usually lift the wrist and turn into the opponent. But as Nico tries to turn into Neil to get top position, Neil turns into Nico as he's turning and uh, gets top position. So you meet force with force and he, he stops the turn with his own turn and gets into full mount. Now we go into the second round. That was a long breakdown. Um, Neil gets Price backing up to the fence and tried the inside kick. Or he times the inside low kick of Nico Price and lands the straight left hand, which cracks Nico right on the jaw. Um, Nico gets knocked off balance. Or Neil gets knocked off balance. I'm sorry. And uh, Price tries to land a flurry. He goes with a knee, some vicious punches, trying to stop him. But he gets met with three straight left hands, which stuns Nico. So as he's backing up, he's timing him coming in. Ba ba ba! Three stra straight left hands. Um, Nico still comes forward with vicious punches, and uh, this is when Jeff Neal gets knocked off balance. And uh, Nico cinches up a guillotine choke. He tries to get that guillotine, jump into guard, and get the submission. But Neil floats over the position as. Nico goes to his back. Neil floats over into a half guard position, so he's not going to be locked up in the guard. Um, he moves over to the right side of Nico, which is the opposite of where the choke is locked up on. So the choke is locked up on the left side. If you move over to the left, the opponent can turn into you and continue to lock up the guard and get the submission. But by hopping over to the opposite side from that half guard position, you can set up a Von Flu choke where you lock in that seatbelt position, like I explained earlier, but it would be obviously with the opponent's back to the ground and you squeeze and you can uh, choke the opponent out with your shoulder. So by hopping over, he tries to go for that Von, Von Flu choke, but uh, he couldn't get it. Um, Neil passes to side control and then uses the left arm to frame off the face and uh, take the back of Nico Price again. Nico turns into him and gets back to half guard though. Um, da, da, da. and then Nito, Nico, like I said, gets to full guard. Neil's content staying in full guard, and he just lands straight left after straight left after straight left after straight left, and eventually gets the TKO in the second round. Now the final fight. The biggest test of Jeff Neal's career against Platinum Mike Perry at UFC 245 on December 14th. Um, this is a quick fight. It ended in about a minute and 30 seconds, but we're going to break it down for you. So right away... Neil's immediately moving laterally towards the left weak side of Mike Perry. What did I say? He loves to move towards the weak side so he can set up his power shots. That's what he did. He backs up and moves in a lateral movement and tries to avoid getting pushed to the fence. The place Neil doesn't want to be is against the fence. Um, Neil throws a straight left hand, then angles out to his right while framing to avoid possible counters. It's also called the stiff arm. If that's a little bit easier for you guys to understand, the stiff arm 
is going to keep you at range and it's going to avoid any lead hand attacks from the opponent because you can control the shoulder and push and uh, roll in that way. So he throws that straight left and angles out to his right. Straight left, cut the angle to the right side and exit. Neil touches the lead hand of Perry and goes outside right kick. So that's his lead side, right? Touch the hand, touch the hand, outside right low kick. Um, he does this, like I said, you do this to get the angle. If you throw that right kick, you can get a little bit of an extra step to your right side, which can set up the straight left hand down the pipe. Um, Neil then touches the lead hand again, angles out to his right, which opens up the lane for what? What does Neil like to throw when he throws that right hook to get on an angle? The left body kick. So he goes, he touches right outside low kick for the lead leg. Touch, angle, left body kick. And it opens up the lane and it lands beautifully on Mike Perry. Up next, Neil fakes the straight left hand and angles off to his right, looking to set up that left kick again. Straight left, angle to the right, usually can follow up the straight left with the left high kick. Perry tries to fire a right hand and Neil angles left outside of the right hand. And then as Perry settles back into his stance because he got knocked off balance a little bit by missing, he fires that straight left. And uh, it was clean and it landed perfect. Mike Perry didn't even see it coming. So let me explain this a little bit. So Perry tries to fire a right hand. Boom. He steps forward a little bit and he's off on the angle, right? Because he's a little bit out of position and almost squares up his stance. So Neil moves outside of it. And then as Mike Perry turns back into him in his normal stance, boom, he fires that straight left hand as he turns back. Clean, clean striking from Jeff Neal. Um, he uses that check right hook again to circle towards the weak side of Mike Perry, which would be the left side. So he comes in, boom, check right hook, get off on the angle. Boom, get on off on the angle. Um, Neil thinks Perry or times Perry trying to pressure him and lands a lead high kick. So what did he do in the fight? He landed an outside right kick. He landed a kick to the body, landed an outside kick, landed a kick to the body. Now he times it and goes up to the head. This stuns Mike Perry badly. He's stunned and he backs up and he stumbles. Neil tries to stiff arm and go left body kick while he's in that southpaw position. And then he blitz shifts into a one, two. So a blitz shift is when you quickly switch into its opposite stance, boom, and then go right back to your other stance. So he stiff arms, left body kick, come in with that punch, which would be your left hand, jab, cross into in orthodox, go back to southpaw. Then he tries the left high kick again, and he sees Perry slip a little bit towards the kick, but he blocks it. So he's slipping towards that left side. If the kick isn't working, the straight left hand will be there if you set it up right. So what he does is he throws the kick, sees Perry move that way, right? So as he slips that way, Neil holds his right hand out with the what? The stiff arm, like we explained earlier. He uses that right hand to control Mike Perry and control the distance so he can measure where Perry's at in terms of the strike he wants to throw. He he controls. He goes jab, cross, jab. So one, two, one has that right arm out. So he frames, one, two, one, frame, get a little bit off on the angle. Boom, set up the lane for the straight left hand, drops Mike Perry, First round TKO for hands of steel, Jeff Neal. Um, that's it, guys. That's it. I, I I love doing this breakdown. It's a lot. It's a long episode, but it was definitely worth it. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I sent it to Jeff Neal, so hopefully he enjoys my breakdown. If you know anybody who would enjoy technical breakdowns of MMA fighters, I mean, I have some up of Dominic Cruz, Rose Namajunas, 
Dan the Hangman Hooker, um, Kelvin Katar, Piotr Jan. Now we've got and now we've got Jeff Neal up next. Um, give me any uh, suggestions. I'd love to do a breakdown on Corey Sandhagen. I'd love to do a breakdown on maybe a guy like Marlon Marias, maybe a guy like Who's another up-and-comer we could do a breakdown on? I mean, Vicente Luque, I think that'd be a really fun one to do. Wonder Boy would be really fun. Anybody you guys want to hear, I can do a breakdown on. So give me your suggestions. Um, Get this out to any fans of mixed martial arts or professional wrestling because I've got wrestling episodes too. This is most likely going to be going up on YouTube in the next two to three days. Um, probably going to be like two or three videos. So you can look it up on YouTube by searching Touch em Up Pod, T-O-U-C-H-E-M-U-P, P-O-D, and uh, you can find it. I think there's three exclamation points after pod. But, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Like I said, the Touch Em Up podcast is available anywhere audio podcasts are distributed. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and anywhere else you can get your audio podcast. I'm your host, Double M. This has been the Double Trouble Breakdown number 11. On the on the top, on the dark horse of the welterweight division, Jeff hands a steel Neal. I'm your host, Double M, and I'm out. Have a good night, everybody, all right?